Hey, welcome everyone to another episode of Give Me Back My Action Movies. I am Dan. I'm Charlie. <laughs> it's been a while since we've done this, isn't it? Yeah, this is a uh, uh, month and a half now we're recording this bad boy. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, first of all, we're talking about the, the big elephant in the room. It has been a while since our last episode and this episode. Hey, man, life gets in the way. Yeah, uh, and uh, full disclosure, this is technically episode 2.5. Uh, we we recorded this, we didn't like it, and we're not going to let that air. So we're going to start fresh. And, uh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the so we have a full, the, the lost episode, uh, <laughs> talking about the same exact movie, and uh, we, we listened to it, we didn't like it, we're still new at this. You know, we, I actually debated, I told Charlie, we should probably just put it out and see what people think, but we, we thought better of it. Maybe one of these days is like a, a I don't know, a Patreon or something where we get access to it or something. Yeah. Stuff. I but, don't, I don't know about that. I think, I think <laughs> it needs to bad. be burned. And, uh, it, it was just one of those things of being that it's episode two, uh, trying to hold us to a little bit higher caliber. So yeah, we, it, we, it was, it, we was got, it was hot garbage. We got loyal fans. They'll wait. Uh, if everything works out good, this will come out on the very last day of February. So technically, it's been one a month. Not quite yeah, so the every two weeks we want, but uh, we'll get there. We'll get exactly, there. Exactly, exactly. So, all right. Uh, first of all, let's get let's get right into it. Let's thank everyone who did listen to the first episode so far. Um, we've actually seen some really good numbers out of that first episode. Uh, we've gotten some feedback from everyone. Uh, most of it has been private you know, messages to us. Yeah. Got a lot of DMs from yeah, a lot of DMs from the people that we gave a listen to. Um, a lot of, a lot of feedback that we're very thankful for. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, the one thing we're going to ask for you though, is if you listen to these episodes, let us know, get on the, uh, the group, the Facebook group, give me back my action movies. Uh, there's a page and there's a public group, mostly discussions on the group itself, yep. but get on there. Let us know that you listen to this, let us know what you thought, give us that feedback because that's just going to make us better. Let us put a better product out so that you can enjoy that more. So we ask you guys to do that. Um, there has been a few people that have really kind of latched on to the, everything with us as well. So one of those people we want to talk about real quick is the guys over at poster smash. If you've oh, been man. in the group, the first episode we did, of course, spoiler, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. But the first one was Delta Force. They made a mashup, which is what they do, of Delta Force and Mega Force. And there's so many little details in that poster. It was it was awesome. So they took just a passing comment we had in the first episode about wanting to do Mega Force and that we were doing that episode later on. Um, and he took the Mega Force poster and put Chuck Norris and Lee Marvin and then all these tiny details throughout. And it's it's now my screensaver. Uh, I'm trying to figure out a company that'll make me a movie-sized poster because that's how much I love this artwork that the guys at Poster Smash did. They um, did a phenomenal job. So, and um, uh, also, they have done our social media artwork that we have on right now. Like Dan mentioned, we now have a page well, I did the page because Facebook is the only way that let me promote the show. Um, so the group is where the interactions are. The page is more or less just our 
window to the world to let them know we exist. And they knocked that out of the park. I absolutely love that artwork. So they're on Instagram, Poster Smash. Go check them out. He, they release something every couple weeks, and it's fantastic. So um, well, I think it's time we get uh, – what do you want? There's a little bit of news to go with this episode we're getting ready to do. Did yeah, you see so that? This, so, yeah, so this episode, obviously, you saw the title, is The Running Man. And it's funny in the lost episode, the the version one of this, <laughs> as we were talking about it, we got into like we did kind of with Delta Force. We talked a little bit. Hey, what if we made a remake? What if there was a remake of The Running Man? Which is something I kind of like to do with these movies. It's like, hey, let's recast them nowadays. Let's do the remake in our heads kind of thing. Yeah. And we talked about that. Well, two weeks later, we now see the news that they're going to make another running man. However, uh-huh, yeah, it's a not going to be a remake of the one we're talking about, the 87 running man. It's going to be more based on the actual book, the running man. So a lot less American gladiators and a lot more of the quote unquote, Richard Bachman book mm-hmm. richard bachman of course stephen king he, he just used a pseudonym that's he did that for some of his books and so the running man was based on a book by stephen king so the next version of this that's coming out is going to be more on the dystopian type of future that that stephen king had put out in his book yeah i guess i think it's more along the lines of the the fall of society and you know the i think it's still centers around the entertainment industry right. and right. uh the government and all this other stuff it just the movie they did in 87 you had to put arnold in it he had to kill a bunch of guys let's make it over the top and that's right. what they did uh this one it's going to be edgar wright which i love edgar wright i mean we're talking the guy that did Shaun of the dead hot fuzz so you know i'm i'm holding out hope that he's not going to forget about the Arnold Schwarzenegger running man. No, see, I thought about that too, but after seeing Paul in all of the little callbacks to the sci-fi realm, the sci-fi movies that he added into that movie, I think we're good. I think we're going to get the, the tie-ins to the 87 original. That's still going to uh, pull your heartstrings kind of back to that movie as well. I think so. So You're going to have that tie-in for sure. I think, and, and he does, like I said, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz is one of my favorite movies, period. Love Hot Fuzz. You can tell his love of action movies because of that. Matter of fact, there's there's stuff in there where him and Nick Frost, they went through their own action movie library to pull out tropes that they wanted to put into the movie. So, And it's it's also funny that I wrote an article about The Running Man last year in the fall and in that, I talked about making this a movie. I'm not big on reboots. I don't want a Total Recall issue again, you know, where the new Total Recall is nothing like the original Total Recall. Um, and I wanted to see this as a reboot. Then we talk about a reboot, and then not even a few days ago, hey, they're, 
they're going to Paramount's wanting to do a reboot. So well, it's going to be more of a reimagining, I think. It is. They're going to call it a reboot because you got to go off the marketing of the the Schwarzenegger, you know, Running Man. But yeah. they, I and that's where I think they're not. They can't just completely ignore that because otherwise people are going to go opening weekend and then they're going to be like, yeah, that's not for us, and that's where the money's going to stop. If- if there's going to be an opening weekend for people to go to, it could be your opening weekend from your couch. And that's a hard habit to break still of talking yeah, about movies. And is. we're on the precipice of Kong versus, you know, Godzilla. And you're torn of, I want to see it on the big screen. I want to see it on IMAX. I want to see it as large as life as possible. Probably going to end up watching it at home. You know what? I, I'm Actually, you know what? I don't, if I don't ever go see another movie in the theater, I really don't care. I, I like being able to watch them at home because I'm comfortable. I can pause it when I got to go pee. Uh, you know, I can have the snacks I want to have. Yeah, they don't can, cost you 30, 40, 50 dollars. Yeah, yeah. You know, and nowadays most TVs and stuff are the, well, the picture is definitely better than most movie screens when you really break it down. Yeah. I mean, I have no problem watching things at home. We watched uh, Bill and Ted when it came out at home, mm-hmm. you know, a first run movie. Uh, there's a couple more coming out. Actually, uh, I think the next one coming out that I'm thinking about right now actually is the Tom and Jerry movie on HBO Max. I'm going to watch that here at home. Yeah. You know, I'm excited for that. So it's like you, you're going to be getting a lot of these things that are going to be home releases. We'll see if, if, that's going to be an upcoming trend. Is that going to be the trend? Don't get me wrong. I miss, it would have been different watching Avengers and hearing Cap say Avengers assemble in your living room instead of with 200 people. That's true. That, that feel, it's that the energy experience. is different. Yeah. yeah and that's true. what I'm saying. Any other movie I'll watch in my recliner. Uh, I had this conversation with Sludge over at Sludgecast about the Godzilla versus Kong. And, you know, that was one of those movies of, it's an experience movie to see those things larger in life because I think it was uh, the first the first one of this new trilogy of the Godzilla. I didn't watch that in theaters. I watched it on my big screen, and it was good. Then I watched King of the Monsters in the theater, and I'm sitting there going, "I wish I'd have watched the the other Godzilla in the theater." You know, it's just that that presence it had. But we're, I watched we're, we're, the. We're, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Let's give it, okay. So we're <laughs> we about Godzilla. Basically, what we're saying is they're coming out with a reboot, a reimagining of The Running Man. Maybe we'll talk about that when, when it comes out. But for now, let's talk about the 1987 Anud vehicle that was The Running Man. Charlie, when, what's your first memory of watching The Running Man? The first memory of watching The Running Man. So, like we've talked about, the first movie I remember watching action-wise was Delta Force. Now, my favorite movie growing up as a kid was Running Man. So I had to be pretty young to watch this. I want to say I was probably 11 or 12 the first time I watched this movie with Dad. And again, it's another one of those movies that there's no nudity. They dropped the F-bomb a couple times, and there's some few pretty graphic death scenes in this there's a few things that we're getting into in this movie that after you watch it when you're older i'm 44 and i watched this again recently uh for the episode and it had been a while since i'd watched the running man and i gotta be honest with you i have different feelings about the running man now yeah 
watching it with unbiased, unnostalgic eyes than I did then. Um, but yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're yeah, fine. Yeah. There's, no. there's, there's definitely some things in this now that I went. Ooh, well, ah, you got, you yeah. have to look again. The welcome to what the show is. We're not, we're not here to really critique a movie as far as its writing or its acting or anything like that. And we're also not just going to sit here and tell you everything that happens in a movie. Right. The point of the show is we're going to tell you guys what this movie made us feel and what we remember most about it. And like I was saying, as a kid, this was just my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie at the time. I mean, well, as a kid, this movie was great. You had the hero fighting against all these characters. Yeah. Oh these, yeah. Larger know, than life were, guys, you know? Yeah. It was almost like watching pro wrestling, which I loved coming into a larger scale, a more dirty, gritty, vicious, violent scale. I mean, Buzzsaw and Sub-Zero and all these these stalkers were, were wrestling characters basically. We're yeah. getting to the we're getting to the actual wrestling characters in a, in a few minutes, but yeah. there were I mean, that's what this was. It was well they those, came, they came out characters to coming to get you. They came out to intros. So yeah. they had yeah. intro music. They had fans of each individual guy. So you had that, you had awesome action. You know, there's still gunplay in a, in this about a, a movie about a guy running from bad guys. Uh, there's comedy galore. The some of the absolute best one-liners, in my opinion, not so much as in context, but just the fact that there's just one liner after one liner after one liner. A ton of those. And yeah. and, and again, we'll dig into it a little bit more. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but probably one of my favorite retorts to a classic Arnold Schwarzenegger line. And we'll the, get to that in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, that was awesome. So this, this movie, um, a quick synopsis of the movie. If you haven't seen it, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, fast forward about two or three minutes here. Uh, but actually, if you haven't seen it, just put us on pause, go watch it. We're wait. Justin and Pete. We're, we're wait. <laughs> Are you back? Are you okay, back you're now? back. All right, there we go. So, this movie, Ben Richards, Arnold Schwarzenegger, pilot for the paramilitary military group in the dystopian far future, not so far future, uh, gets framed for basically killing a lot of civilians, gets put on the number one show in TV history, The Running Man. Society has kind of declined. A lot of it's run by the media and entertainment. And this is what they do is they put these criminals, high-profile criminals, on the running man. Normally don't get military-type contracts. Killian, who's played by um, uh, Richard Dawson, brain fart there. Richard Dar Dawson, wonderful portrayal. We'll have to get into him in a second. But he basically gets him to get on the show. And as he's running from the stalkers and his friends are running from the stalkers and everything else, they also unravel a uh, an underground that's trying to show the the populace what is really going on and has been really going on with media for a while and then that happens the hero wins the day into the film quick synopsis that's a, that's a real fast synopsis i like it 
Well, the last one, the lost episode became a nightmare. So we're going to go with a real quick synopsis. I dig it. I dig it. You it did, you there you great. go. So uh, some of the some of the highlights at the beginning in the 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 early parts of this film that I thought were awesome. Uh, when they're in the prison before they see Arnold trying to escape and being the running man, he's actually running. And he runs a lot in this movie. He runs a lot in this movie. Even before uh, he's in the contest, he runs a lot. Yeah. Uh, look, man, that dude's head blew up. I don't know how else to, to get to this point in the, in the Chico. story. Dude's head pops, man. It blows up. They put this collar on your neck, and if you go past the perimeter, your head blows up. Yeah, it was a shock <laughs> collar on steroids for dude's the Dude's head prison. blew up in this movie. You know. Man, somebody's head blew up in this movie, Charlie. Quite glamorously, too. I mean, it. The camera stays on it for a good sake. It's a very scanner's kind of feel when the dude's head pops. Um, yeah. But and that kind pretty... of lets you know what kind of movie you're in for as it progresses. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, he, he gets, he tries to escape. He ends up going to a place he thinks is his brothers or whatever. He gets tied up with this girl named um, Amber. Yep. She turns him in. The whole thing goes south on him. Oh, the things that, but it's comical, kind of how it's that, comical that how it that is. turns into because he tries. So, not to breeze past things too quickly. So, there's a lot in this movie that are that is kind of like happening now. Things that have happened. This movie was what 1987. 87, and yeah. So it's set in 2019. He's able to buy a plane ticket from a television type computer screen, punching like in a, a couple a, numbers. Like an internet. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. They have a global uh, economy collapse. They have all these like variables of things that have happened um, that kind of mirror what's going on here really, really close. Um, and he convinces uh, uh, politely as. Uh, taking her as hostage uh, to go to, was it Hawaii that they're Hawaii, going yep. to? He mm-hmm. has the awesome, awesome shirt. Uh, she goes, I, I may throw up on you. And he goes, don't worry, it won't show on this shirt. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he, the, uh, quick, funny reference back to it. I mean, like you said, there's a lot of comedy in this. Um, when they're actually in the running man, the game zone, the, the, remnants of a giant earthquake essentially they're running and she's now got second thoughts and and a quick clip from the movie here is actually some of the the comedy me and my big mouth we should have taken the trip to hawaii i had the shot for it but you it up yeah yeah so <laughs> yeah she she's like i'm going to throw up on your shirt he goes nah no one will notice with this shirt you know a big loud hawaiian print shirt um actually a really good funny bit right there pretty good funny bit. there's there's a good amount of, of uh, humor in this movie that i enjoy again and it leads itself to being a you know teenager preteen. this movie was funny to me even. you know I, I i had a lot of fun as a kid watching this movie um yeah exactly and, and you like you said a lot of one-liners so um Let's get a little bit into the stalkers, because in my opinion, these stalkers are, 
they're not the star of the show. Obviously, Arnold's the star of the show. But these stalkers gave the show so much more character and flavor. You know, if Arnold's the steak, these guys were the seasonings. Yeah. To, you know, to bring out the best well, parts you, you, of, you had to what have, did. You had to have something that could shine against Arnold Schwarzenegger. This guy's larger than life. So you really, they really had to go out there with the theatrics and all this stuff with the, with the, uh, what are they called? It's the, TV. The, the, the were they called slayers? No. Stalkers. 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 And it, it's TV. You have to have yeah. it big. You have to have it bright. You have to have all these colors and, and the, the, the theatrics. Um, so the running man itself, they had a lot of like dance numbers and yes. the dances were choreographed by Paul Abdul. Paul Abdul. She was a Laker girl at the time. A lot of the girls that danced in it were also Laker girls. Yep. Um, so that was kind of, you know, cool. I mean, it's flashy TV, boom, boom, entertainment. But the stalkers, like I said, that was the real seasoning. And they had a handful of stalkers. I'll, I'll go through the names real quick, and then I'll come back to them here. But you had Professor Sub-Zero. You had Buzzsaw. You had Fireball, Dynamo, and eventually Captain Freedom. Now, Charlie, who was your favorite stalker? My favorite stalker, Sub Zero. Sub Zero. Sub Zero is my Professor Sub Zero is probably my favorite. Um, he, you weren't expecting it. He's your first. He's the first uh, stalker that we even see. So right. basically, the 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 crowd because this is filmed before a live studio audience i know that's the best part that's even better so it again you're like watching wrestling except they got to pick who come out so uh richard dawson who by the way every kid our age grew up watching richard dawson on television already he, he was a familiar uh, face family feud and hogan's heroes yeah uh and yeah. so you you get he usually finds a, a little old lady or something like that. You know, he plays up the whole family feud thing. He always did, you know, get the kiss and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And they let them pick their favorite stalkers. And the first one that comes out is sub zero. You get this grand entrance of these two women kind of dressed up Kabuki style, but still kind of scantily clad. They ring a gong and out comes this hockey padded, Razor blade cover hockey stick giant of a man, Professor Sub Zero. And he comes and out to his music and cuts a gong in half with the hockey stick. With a hockey stick. And he's Professor Sub Zero because he was played by Professor Toru Tanaka, who, again, like we said, these are wrestling characters. Well, Professor Tanaka was a wrestling character, he yep. was a professional wrestler. Uh, three-time WF tag champion with the famous or infamous Mr. Fuji. He was also in uh, Eye for an Eye with Chuck Norris, uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Missing in Action, The Wizard, uh, Last Action Hero, oh, so on and so forth. Don't forget my favorite again. You forgot my favorite again. Black bro. Rain. Black Rain. Dead Heat. He was the butcher in Dead Heat in probably... The most glorious, gory scene in that entire movie. He was in Black Rain, too. He wasn't. Uh, I'm not saying you're wrong, but yeah. you're purposely missing yeah. over the, my favorite movie with him in it. 
And the thing that's also about these stalkers is they were themed and they fought in themed arenas. So with Professor Sub-Zero being a murderous hockey player with a razor-sharp goalie stick, he fought uh, Schwarzenegger and his buddy, um, was it It Weiss? Weiss. So you had Weiss Weiss and Laughlin. Or no, it was Laughlin. So we should go back a little bit. So when Arnold escaped the prison, he had help from two other guys. Uh, Come to find out later, they're part of this type of underground movement that you mentioned. And when they captured Arnold for the show, they had also captured his cohorts. But didn't kill Arnold. No. They they got sent down in, and it was kind of like to grease the wheel to get Arnold to actually do what he was supposed to do. It's like, it's not just your life. You've got your two buddies, kind of buddies. They end up being a little bit more friendly as the movie goes on, but... uh, so yeah, he ends up down with Laughlin, who was uh, Yafet Kato, was the mm-hmm. actor that played him, um, and they have to they square off against Sub Zero, and man, he he pushes Yafet across the ice while he hangs on to a razor blade hockey stick, flings him into the goal, and then the goal clamps shut like a cage, and what 12-year-old is not glued to the television right there? Not to mention he had exploding hockey pucks he That's was right. shouting at him. Yeah, yeah, he would start hitting what? the hockey. How'd they not explode when he hit them the first time? Though? Man, it, dude, 80s. So, <laughs> <laughs> as they're fighting, Professor Sub-Zero meets his end because along the top of the hockey boards, there is razor wire. Of course. Arnold rips them off, wraps it around his neck, and kills him that way. Yep. And... After he does it, in classic 80s Arnold faction, he has this quip. Hey, Killian! Here is Sub-Zero! Now, Plane Zero! (laughs) And that's what you get throughout this movie. I love the Arnold lines in this movie. It's, It's some of my favorites. And he's had movies with better one-liners. Like when he, when we, when we eventually get to True Lies, it's probably some of the best dialogue Arnold's ever had in his life, as far as a like comedy action. But this movie, mm-hmm. man, he, he, when he signs the contract, and uh, the guy, he's trying to sign the paper, and the guy turns around, going, saying, "Use my back, victim," and he signs it and stabs the pen into the guy's back and goes. Make sure I get a copy. And it's just hilarious. Just yeah, off the cuff kind of things that you're just like, yeah, he way, had a one line for that. That had to suck. Oh, that would have. That really There's just would've. no doubt. Oh, now, man. going back to the stalkers for a second, you had, uh, we're, go- we're just hit him real quick, and then and then I'll go to my favorite. Okay. Um, you had Buzzsaw, giant, rugged man with chainsaws. And a motorcycle and he chased you down that way yeah. and he he ends up taking out um Laughlin he takes out Laughlin and probably one of the more gruesome kills yeah. for Arnold this one's he, straight up like Michael Myers Jason yeah. style kill they're fighting over the chainsaw and Arnold overpowers him and shoves it back up through Buzzsaw's legs up through his his crotch oh yeah Touch from the bottom him. and just goes <laughs> 
<laughs> cuts him in half, man. And, um, you know, and he lands on it. He, he starts and he falls and he's sitting on it screaming. Yeah. It's, it's pretty gruesome. Graphic. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's one of the, the, the worst, um, from a graphic standpoint, that one, um, that one is probably the most bloody. Then there's another one. That's yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. Impactful. yeah. So after, after these two stalkers go down, they call forth, uh, dynamo. Dynamo. And Dynamo is a large uh, man who is an opera singer and uh, is played by name named Erland Van Lift. And Erland really is a trained opera singer. Yep. So when you see the movie, he sings, that's him. Um, but his, his gimmick, his shtick, is he shoots lightning and, and electricity out of his hands. Mm-hmm. But he, he really looks like a doofus. Dude, he looks like a doofus. Well, Arnold he's calls him this, a light bright, and that's exactly tree. what he looks like. Yeah, he, yeah. So he has a mohawk a of, that's lit up. He, <laughs> he drives this little this little four wheeler doom buggy thing where his head's sticking out of the top of it. He he runs it up on rocks and falls over, and Arnold is going to take him out, but doesn't because he's not a killer. And he he shows that to the the crowd that's watching. I'm not a killer. Yeah, I'm not a cold blooder killer. I'm not just going to kill this person in cold blood. That's not what I do. So regardless of what you showed people, that's not what I do. But, you know, just off on a tangent real quick, Dynamo, for the super 80s, super 80s costume design of this movie, the girls dancing girls outfits, super 80s, they're all wearing these spandex outfits that have the Adidas logos on them. Oh, yeah. Super 80s. Yeah, merchandising. <laughs> Super 80s. Uh, Fireball shows up, and he's he, he's he got a flamethrower and a jetpack that he flies in on. He's wearing all silver because silver's reflective against heat and fire. And, well, the runners you know, are wearing bright yellow. Yellow and orange and gray. Yeah. suits. One-piece so running suits. Yeah. You know, I mean, so it's like the costume design in this, not great. The... The rank and file schlub guards, the randos that work for the the TV studio, when, when you see them, they're wearing baseball batting helmets. Basically, yep. the and costume design of this not great. And if I'm correct, they're <laughs> using modified paintballs as their uh, yeah uh, the assault rifles. Yeah, I think they're called horrible. a Tipman paintball. Yeah, I, I think they are running Tipmans. You're right. So, um, so you've got this group of stalkers. Uh, Dynamo, by the way, does come back. I'll hint, hit on that a little bit later. Yep. So you have all these stalkers, and even though they take out Laughlin, and they take out the other friend, Weiss, who Weiss. is the, the computer nerd who helps basically finds the code that they can use to hack into the, the yep. network satellite, and Amber helps remember that. Oh, we need to we, we need to touch on that real quick. So Amber's there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, she saw the news report after Arnold was captured from when she turned him in, that he went on a rampage killing everyone. So she automatically was like, no, no, he didn't because it didn't happen. Right. So it she knew that. that at the it, airport, yeah, yeah. It put that thought in her head. Well, she works at the studio, lo and behold, and she gets nosy and she goes into one of the uh, file rooms and finds the uh, video from the massacre <laughs> Which I think we should talk about this because we, yeah, did, a, they we just, did this once. They just happened to have the unedited raw footage of this massacre 
sitting in a file, unprotected, unsecured, under unlocked, Richard's name. Under yeah, under his name, it says edited for TV and unedited for TV as well. And Why the, pers- in the hell would you do that? And the perspective of this video card is our perspective, as if you're yeah. watching the movie. It's not like a video camera in the back of the helicopters looking at the back of everyone's heads. It's, it's the same exact edited footage that you see at the beginning of the movie. It, it is. And yeah. it's it's comical when you watch these movies. I I, I love, love these movies. Do not the, ever the, doubt that. But the, even the I the can admit, even I can admit when something's like, yeah, that's way, way out there to believe. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she finds the footage, she gets caught, so they chuck her down into the game zone, and she just kind of ends up down there, or even Arnold's kind of like, what are you doing? What are you doing here? I'm gonna snap your neck for what you did. So, so she's there now, and her and, uh, Weiss figured out that there's this satellite that's relaying the, the television show, and he says, well, there should be a way to tap into that. And they find these things that put out a code and he figures out the code. And just as Dynamo shows up, he's telling Amber the numbers and Dynamo electrocutes him. You know, of Dude, course. And there was like there was like eight numbers. How in the hell are you gonna remember those numbers? Eight two digit numbers. It wasn't eight yeah. individual numbers. It was eight two digit numbers. It was such a big jumble of numbers. I mean, okay, so like I said, this movie I look back at it with nostalgia and enjoyed the film. I watch it as an a a 41, 44-year-old man watching this going, okay, I'm going to watch it from a perspective so I can talk about this. Stephen E. D'Souza did the screenplay. I'm not sure what else he did. I don't want him to do more of, <laughs> much more. After, actually, I mean, honestly, when you go back and watch this, you're gonna be like, hey man, this is this is '80s cheese as at its best, and it's fun to watch. But there's a lot about this movie that makes zero sense, and there's a lot about this movie we just go, what the hell were they thinking? How did this how did this get made? And why did it make what it made? We're talking about that at the end. I like to always throw that at the end. You're gonna but, you're gonna regret saying that. <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, no, uh, serious. One Mr. What, else, what else do you do? One Mr. D'Souza. Oh, no, I'm going to eat my words in a minute. Uh, yo, you are, sir. Um, <laughs> some television shows. I mean, a lot of writers started their life. You know, he did some Night Riders. No problem. Some V. He wrote right. Commando. He wrote Jumpin' Jack Flash. He wrote The Running Man. He wrote Die Hard. He wrote Another 48 Hours. Die Hard 2. Hudson Hawk. Tales from the Crypt, Beverly Hills Cop 3, Judge Dredd, Laura yeah. Croft, Tomb Raider, uh, some of our favorites. <laughs> okay, so a lot of this was a mixed bag because uh, oh, Judge Dredd was, Dredd was good, Beverly Hills Cop 3, hot garbage. Oh, and he also um, did Street Fighter. Die Hard, good. Street Fighter, dog shit, dude. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so, so you can see where he had some, there's some lines in, in Running Man, and we're going to get to the, the best one in a second, that has some real good stuff. And then you see where Street Fighter came from as well. <laughs> hey, but 
Raul Julia was at his best in that movie. Oh, well, yeah, he was fantastic. But yep. so, so the running man, we, so, okay. So they kill these stalkers off. Like we talked about, Yep. they go every, they go through everything. Um, at this point, Killian realizes, yay, hey, man, the fans are starting to get on Richard's side. We're in trouble. They're betting they on private, Yeah, and they have to have a private conversation. He has a private conversation with Richards now. Yep. And he tells him, hey, man, you're 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 a badass. Why don't you come be a stalker for me? And Arnold has a classic Arnold response to him. I'm going to play the whole clip because the end of it is one of my favorite things about Arnold as an actor. You cold-blooded bastard. I'll tell you what I think of it. I live to see you eat that contract. But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine! <laughs> God, it's great. Every one of his movies. We gotta just get a, a super mega mix one day of nothing but the whole time. Um, I'd, I'd listen to that. I like that. Exactly. It's, it's so good. Um, uh, I'll go ahead and throw one more real clip, uh, short clip into this. Again, it's another great quip. You bastard. Drop dead. I don't do requests. Uh, yeah. You, I mean, some of those clips back and forth, that's that good writing. That's that diehard writing from, from D'Souza. Well, you know? And playing that now, you, you're going to touch on probably... My favorite line of the entire movie, my favorite favorite line in most Arnold's, because what do we know Arnold for? I'd be back. We always do. And it's always, he's got the end. That's the end. I'll be back. Then they go to another scene. Richard Dawson straight up becomes hard, hard pimp mode. Oh yeah. And comes up with the best and probably only response. Yeah. Yeah. And here it is. Killian, I'll be back. Only in a rerun. I I love that. Man. There's just something about, A, it's cold. You you really get a sense of this character when he says that. And it's just a matter of fact. Yeah, man. Only in a rerun. Uh, Man, Richard Dawson, he, I can't. Okay, so if they do the game show aspect again in the in the reboot, I can't imagine who's going to do a better job. Richard, this is Dawson's last movie. Yep. Uh, you know, like you said, growing up as a kid, you know he's the kindly uh, host of Family Feud, kissing old ladies and shaking hands yep. and show me peas up on the board and all this stuff, you know. And then you see this, and he's such a bastard. Oh, he's a yeah. old hollow all about that money don't care about anything what's the ratings what's our ratings number who loves ya i'll get 10 points for his biceps alone you know that's that's where his mind's at on this but it's so good it's a villain that you're not usually used to in these action movies and and what's the what's the i've always said this all of the really good action movies whether it be 80s 90s or even today what is the one thing that really makes these action movies good it's not the heroes all the time it's that villain it's a good villain absolutely it's that villain it's it's kind Killian. of 
Mm. It, it's it's almost reminiscent of how the Bond movies were. Yes, you, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So that now you had a giant dude that you figured was going to be the the final boss at the end. Old good old Sven Old Thorson. Oh, Thorson. Yeah. Um, which is that name's going to come up a lot in this podcast. And for for uh, all you those of you that don't watch a lot of action movies but still stumbled into this, first of all, welcome. Thank you. But second of all, Sven Ola Thorson is also big in one of my other um, favorite movie yeah. universes. Oh yeah, he plays La Force, the mall security guard in Mallrats. So he's part of the View Askewiverse yeah. for all you Kevin Smith fans out there. And I didn't, I didn't get a chance to tell you this in our in our last un 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 uh, aired episode. You you make you a shout com- out to speak of this. <laughs> you make a comment about some of the costuming being very uh, Captain Power esque from that old TV show. Guess who was in that old TV show? Svenel Thorson. <laughs> Was, was he really? Was a uh, was a regular. He was a named cast member on the Captain Power. Oh man, I gotta show. look that up and check that out, Captain Power. For the, for those of you that aren't old, look up Captain Power sometime. I, I'm I'm in a fan group on Facebook for Captain Power. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm in one of the toy groups I've seen. Captain Power. Yeah, this so, one this uh, one's straight up yeah. for just Captain Power. Well, of course <laughs> it is. Uh, but you know this movie, um. Let's let's get to my favorite. Let's do your favorite stalker. Yep, we've left so one special. As as they they clear out the locker room of stalkers, basically, they go, okay, we have an ace up our sleeve, and a retired stalker who was doing like locker room reporting. Basically, he was commentating. Basically, he was yeah. like what you saw back behind the in wrestling, where you saw behind the scenes stuff that would go around Backstage with the microphone kind of and just talk to everyone. And his name is Captain Freedom. Are you ready for pain? Are you ready for suffering? If the answer is yes, then you're ready for Captain Freedom's workout. Played by Jesse the Body Ventura. Of course, Jesse Ventura, former pro wrestler, former Navy SEAL, uh, also in Predator, and the governor. He was a governor as well. One time. Yeah. So him and Schwarzenegger both governors yep. at one time. Uh, so Ventura ends up being in a lot of these action movies. Actually, uh, Demolition. Yeah, he's Man, one of the bad Predator. guys in uh, Demolition Man. Yeah, he's a, all, obviously in Predator. He's got the minigun. Um, right. So they they get him to come out of retirement to go fight him, and he shows up with this really bad captain in, or Captain Power, rather. And it uh, was captain bad. And I know they're trying to be bad for being oh. bad, but he couldn't bend his bad. elbow. It looked like... This big metal... It didn't look like metal. It looked like cardboard, spray-painted silver. It looked like some crap you'd have made for Halloween when you were, like, yeah. 12. It was just yeah. so bad. And he's like, I'm not doing it. He's I was killing guys before, and I'll, you know, just this whole yeah. When it when it meant something with your bare Gladiator hands, style. and they they basically so then they used the the magic of digital television. Well, yeah. So at and, this point, uh, yeah, uh, Weiss and Laughlin are dead. 
So it's Richards and Amber. This they get found by the resistance in this underground. Okay, so I'm going. Yeah. Okay. Wait. 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 Why was the resistance base in so this, this area? Is what I, why? Why in the hell wasn't it? This is what I wanted that? to bring up. So Weiss acts all like excited that he found the uplink. Because I say uplink because Arnold screams at him. He talks about the uplink one more time. He's going to uplink his ass. And the hell with the uplink. And then so they find the the passcodes. They find this giant satellite. And while they're running, they're found by the resistance in the game zone. And you're like, how far are they traveling? Are they twenty miles or ten minutes from where the satellite is? What what is there's a lot of confusion. Yeah, and they're like, well, they never think to look for us down here. Well, you apparently <coughs> sorry, you didn't think to look for the satellite down there either. Yeah, this movie in parts is so bad it had Charlie Choke. It really up. did. I mean, because not not only are they hiding on there, but they had a secret backdoor tunnel entrance to the studio that they popped out of too at the Yeah. Uh, explain <laughs> to me and again love this movie now i can look at things going ah was it a bugs <laughs> bunny rabbit hole and they took a left turn at albuquerque what did they do it, it, so it was so now wild. arnold and amber are building a resistance and arnold is not on the game zone so now right. now that brings right. us to the captain freedom segment now that brings Right. So what they end up doing is having a stunt double fight supposedly some scrub that they had in there, some convict scrub in this little uh, cage pit, fighting pit, and with spikes on the walls. And they fight for a while, and the, the stuntman ends up shoving his head through some spikes and killing him. And it's well, pretty graphic. Let, it's let's pretty set it up. Let's... But 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 what they do is they use the magic of television and the digital technology to make it look like it's Jesse Ventura's Captain Freedom fighting uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, yeah. and he's killing Schwarzenegger. He's finally ending this episode of The Running Man with a, a big victory from a returning hero. So, and it was all yeah. So crap. what what you end up getting is they're they're watching the live feed from the hideout and all of a sudden uh killian comes on the screen going we've just got word that richards has been located at such and such location well richard's standing there with a machine gun with amber next to him going what and they're watching the television and this door opens and arnold rolls out and jesse ventura comes out with this old school you know wrestling attire and they go at it hand on hand, and it's Arnold versus Jesse Ventura, and everyone's watching this. People in the audience, Arnold's watching it. It's a fantastic fight. I mean, it's they're pretty evenly matched. It's actually it's, a good, it's yeah, awesome. good choreographed fight. And then uh, yeah. Arnold almost gets the upper hand on Ventura, and then uh, Ventura finally grabs him and slings him into the wall of spikes, and you see Arnold's face, and Arnold is dead, and everyone's looking around like. The guys in the hideout are like, well, Arnold's standing here. The audience is losing their mind. They're, some of them are excited. Some of them are kind of gasping. Well, 
Some are bummed that, that out. Goes yeah. to the Killian going, you know, all right, well, he's down. That's it. We, you know, he he made it that far. They go to cut the scenes, and you start seeing the background of the editors, and they go, okay, that's it. That's a wrap. And you see this digitally imposed graphic come across Arnold's face, and it's not Arnold. It, it's the stunt double that you were talking about. It it uh yeah. it was some schlub that they killed just so they could say they killed Arnold on television and they figured they'd send in the military into the game zone to wipe him out. You know, if he's still down him out or whatever. And right. then that leads right. into them coming through the back door into the studio. Right. And and Amber had taken the foot unedited footage from the yep. studio where she found that they caught her somehow they caught her in there, but they didn't catch her with the footage, nor did they check her well enough to find out where they, and they, they make a, they joke, make like, a pretty lewd joke that went over a 12 year old kid. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and she looks at him. She's like, I'm not going to tell. And it's like, yeah, we don't want to know. And so the underground now with this access code is able to show the unedited version yep. and is are, are able to expose Killian and all the media for the spin that they have been doing for all this yep. time. I mean, you know, TV does spin things. Hey, it happens. So, yeah, we're not going to talk too much on that, but <laughs> it shows that, that he didn't kill him. It shows the winners of the past running man and their that dead bodies that are still in the game zone um, fried to a crisp. So it shows their names. I can only remember Hadot. Um and the audience starts putting two and two together. They start booing and throwing stuff like the running man, the board game. I want that. I want the, I and, want the running and man board game. This, the sweet old lady that was backing everybody is now She's upset. And, and Dawson's, Dawson's trying to calm him down. I love her. See, the fans aren't happy anymore. Her. Yeah, she's really. We'll, we'll go really ahead good. and say this now. We, we 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 do some cussing on here, but we do edit some <laughs> things, and she probably has one of the best lines in the movie, yeah. and it's it's one of those I don't want to play on here. It, yeah, it's 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 the hard F bomb. It is, and you don't expect it. <laughs> it's, it's really pretty funny though. Um so that all happens it all breaks down they come out they fight it ends up being richards it ends up being richard dawson killian all together sven thorson shows up he walk he just kind of walks away though because he realizes that killian's been treating him like crap for so long and he's just like eh you're on your own yeah he talks to him like crap he calls him like a steroid junkie basically yeah, tells, and right uh so he bails yeah, on him looks at Arnold, kind of nods and, walks away yeah, buddies <laughs> so uh, so killian gets put in one of these launch pods that they use to launch him into the game zone and he gets launched into this game zone at the beginning of it when it's part of the show there's a catch yep. net to catch him for some reason the catch net's not there anymore no Killian bounces into a billboard of himself selling Cadre Cola, <laughs> explodes, and that's the end of Killian. And basically the end of the running. Yeah. The uh, Amber shows up, you they know, kiss on stage. Uh the underground took out the few baseball bat 
wielding uh, <laughs> military guys running around. Um, everyone that's outside and basically the wasteland that's betting is all celebratory. That's the end of the movie. And that's the end of the running man. Basically. Now the, the running man though, didn't help inspire things like American gladiators yes. and even the video game smash TV. So, and that, this, that was something that was just, that was, wild. I think that was another key thing for me as a kid was being what 12, Probably when I watched this, and this came out in 87, um, mm-hmm. I had already seen Gladiators. I was already watching American Gladiators Saturday morning. So I'm already aware of a type of game show that already holds my attention. And I watched Smoky Mountain Wrestling, you know, growing up in the, in the southern part of the United States. That's what Saturday, after cartoons, was Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And By the way, I wish I would have got uh, some of the, I wish I could remember most of it because I know it was a lot of the start for a lot of the stars that became huge That's where, later, you know. Where Chris Jericho got and, his start. Uh, so when I watched Running Man, I'm sitting there going, it's a bloody version of American Gladiators. And, well, this is just like how the wrestlers come out on television. You know, it's mm-hmm. uh, so that spoke to me a lot as a child growing up watching this movie and that's again th- i've probably watched this one growing up more than any uh i probably watched conan the destroyer the same amount now i say the destroyer over barbarian because barbarian did have nudity and it had a lot yeah. more blood and guts in it so dad this did kind of wave this movie was bit. easy this movie was easy for them to edit too to put on yeah TV. this was on TBS yeah, and a lot all of, them channels when it would come on. So like USA, USA would get when yeah, it became a thing. So a lot more. you got mm-hmm. to watch this, you know, on television edited. And again, other than the F-bombs and some, two pretty gra- three graphic deaths, it's not an o- overly violent or, you know, lewd movie to watch. So 12, 13, you know, again, I know I bring him up, but, you know, Anthony's at that age now that he's watching these. I've let him watch The Running Man, you know, and again, he sat there and he enjoyed every second of it. It's cheesier than cheesy, but he's, it's now competing against these games of Fortnite and Minecraft. You know, they don't, they didn't get American Gladiators. They get the tag game that's, I don't even know if it's on TV anymore. That uh, it's, it's between seasons, I think. If they so, and it's around. kind of along the lines of American Gladiators, but it's more free running. You have chasers again, you know. No one's getting no, beat. no. Although I've seen them take some pretty good, like they'll grab a hold of people and fling it's, them and stuff. But yeah, it's physical. It's but it's not, not like hanging off the monkey bars, kicking each other, which we also recreated in school on the monkey bars, uh, recreating a little bit of American gladiators. But hey, hey, man. I never hung on any monkey bars. I'm way too big to be well, hanging on monkey You know, bars. I didn't do the walk on top like some kids did. So uh, I, I didn't do any of that nonsense. But so the running man. All right. Let's 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 break down okay. the running man now. Okay. The running man, like I said, I watched it. I liked it as a kid. There's nostalgia value to it. I will watch it again every so often. Yeah. I'll be like, oh man, eh, running man, boom. When I look back and watch it, though, I'm like, wow, this was actually 
really pretty bad <laughs> in a lot of ways. Uh, but it's, again, these movies from the 80s and 90s, not many of them won any kind of awards. That's not the point. No. They were they were popcorn movies. They were, you sit back and you watch them. I think, if I remember correctly, I saw The Running Man in the theater with my dad. Like, every once in a while, like, my dad wasn't around a lot. And when he was, we tried to hang out and do cool stuff. And I'm pretty sure we went and saw The Running Man in the theater together as a, as a bonding thing. I know we went and saw um, Delta Force, and I know we went and saw Rambo or uh, Robocop Brother together in the theaters. And I want to say, if I'm remembering correctly, Running Man was one of those movies as well. I was seven. And I don't think Mom so, was going to ever have that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, my upbringing was a little different, but yeah. But then uh, I'm a little older than you, so uh, you know. But yeah, I'll get you by Three. a couple of years. But uh, <laughs> don't remind me. So uh, to quote another great movie, it's not to years; it's the mileage. mileage. So that's it. So the Running Man, though, as you watch it, in my opinion, Ventura and his hilarity and the Captain Freedom workout. And then Richard Dawson, those two stole the show for me. They're the highlights. I mean, aside from Arnold, again, to do a movie to 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 kind of shine against Arnold. This is Arnold in his heyday. This is this is oh, yeah. every movie studio wanted Arnold. You put a, if you put him on a movie poster, you're selling movie tickets. And you had these characters that almost outshone him. Again, you get Dawson, who had the only line to go against Arnold's most classic. That works so good. That just dude. works so well. It was and so good. again, you know, Ventura, him and Arnold always had like a rivalry, but friendly. You know, whenever they did movies, so you know, there's some friendship. Even Sven, who is the mostly background characters in a lot of movies, he's like Arnold's best friend. He got into the movies yeah. because yeah. of him, and I don't. There's not many movies he's not involved with with Arnold. Um, and speaking of his heyday, you've got Conan the Barbarian '82, you got The Destroyer '84, Terminator '84, Red Sonja '85, which I still say is a Conan movie. It technically is. It was uh, right to fulfill same universe well, to fulfill contract. Uh, he was scheduled to do three. And mm -hmm. it, it was supposed to originally be a Conan, but they decided to go with the Red Sonja with the Brigitte Nielsen. And right. so they didn't call him Conan, but he is essentially Conan, even in. He's he basically really Conan. So you had Sonja in 85, you had Commando in 85, Raw Deal in 86, and then Predator, Running Man, back to back in 87. And then you had Red Heat Twins and Total Recall and everything else right after that. But yeah, this is right in the middle. There this is was a sweet spot, really. Two to three Arnold movies a year. Uh, I, I even remember growing up that there was almost an Arnold movie every December 25th. Um, yeah, it was the big Christmas was, push. It, it was, was big, because yeah. mom and dad's mm -hmm. anniversary's New Year's. And so they went and watched an Arnold movie that would come out. Because that's mm -hmm. where I remember them watching Terminator, them watching Terminator 2. I can't imagine. I can't imagine mom watching. A, she did. She went to the theater and watched them with dad. It was like dad's present. You know, mom got 
usually jewelry or something okay. like that. So it's like, take mom to dinner, go watch Arnold kill people for an hour and a half. And I used to love it because then it would be like, can I watch it when it comes out on VHS? And you know, it was either a yes or a no <laughs> a lot of times. Well, the beauty is, for those of you that know us, I call Charlie's mom and dad, mom and yeah. the old man. I, so I, I'm, I'm, we're family. I can't imagine your mom sitting there watching Predator, man. That's it, it is. It, it really is. <laughs> but you know, that's how it went, and that's what I remember from growing that's up. And again, you know, this is this is a running theme: is my dad is my introduction to action movies, and every movie until I was old enough to rent them on my own was because dad rented his movie at night. So my sister rented her movie. It's usually Care Bears or some Disney. My little I got to rent movies and, you know, you're talking more along the lines of Ninja Turtles or, uh, uh, you know, anything that was semi-action related, Indiana Jones, you know, things like that. And dad, it's all yeah, PG, dad yeah. rented his action movies and we would watch them on Friday. Dad watched his after we went to bed. Then Saturday after cartoons are over, I would always ask dad going, was yours one I could watch? And it was a yes or a no. And I grew up with, my dad was pretty good with a mute button. So I remember watching, oh, I remember watching Predator and I didn't know nothing about the jokes till I was 16 or 17. (laughs) I watched an uncut version going, where'd those lines come from? It's because dad was always really quick with the mute button or he was really good at distracting me for something. Like go in the kitchen and go get me get me something to drink this is not a it's a boring part in the movie so right i'm very familiar and it's like now with my kid even i i try to do that but i also i limit you know like the nudity and stuff in movies or overtly sexual things sure. you know like he won't get total recall for a little no while. no that's one i oh, haven't yeah, let exactly. him and that sucks too because it, it it's relied along the vein of running man and uh, all of those, oh, yeah. but oh, just because oh, they geez. go to the the, the whorehouse, <laughs> they go to the one uh, gentleman yeah, club. Um, yeah. So that that kind of kills the whole thing. There are there there are three good reasons three for him not to watch. Three very good reasons not to watch. Yeah. So let's get into the the technical aspect of things here with the Running Man. The Running Man's budget was twenty seven million estimated. Opening weekend of November fifteenth, nineteen eighty seven, bringing in eight million. The total gross estimated was thirty eight million one twenty two one oh five. So it, it made, made some money. money. Um, We're talking a time part of the though, production companies yeah, that they did now, yeah. like production companies now, whatever their budget was, double it for marketing. They didn't. Oh yeah, and back then it wasn't. No, it like wasn't. That. You had TV spots, you had newspaper articles, and you had billboards. You would see the trailers. You'd see the trailers in a movie theater for something, and not hear anything about it for six months, and then maybe see a couple yeah. TV spots. But this is also the time that yeah. when a movie came out of theaters, it was a year before it came out on VHS. Oh yeah, you know? easily. And you know, Running Man was just. Just over an hour and a half with a hundred and one minute runtime. That was starting. It seems it about seem right. right. I, it doesn't it feel that right. way. Mm-hmm. There's really no spot in the movie that drags that you're like, okay, why didn't they edit this down? It, it's pretty steady, fast paced movie in my opinion. Yeah. 
So, okay, now that we've talked about it, we've talked about when we saw it, how we felt about it and stuff like that, let's get to a lot of our listeners' favorite part of the movie, or the, the podcast here, where we review the movie with a rating. Yeah, we had some good feedback for this. This, this You kind of you nailed so, it this one. Yeah, so on this one, how many, out of five, one being the least, zero uh, being half. the least, I suppose. Half is the lowest. Yeah, half. And five being the most, how many Al Leongs do you give this movie? If you'd asked 12-year-old me, it would have been five Al, Al Leongs all day long. I, again, I probably wore the VHS out on this movie. Um, now, looking back, I still love watching it. I can watch it on any time. I'm going to go three Al Leongs. All right. Um I'm going to give it two and a half. That that center one for one for Richard Dawson. He gets his own <laughs> Ellie Hong. Jesse Ventura in his Captain Freedom workout video. If nothing else, YouTube that please, oh, it's, please. It's, it's fantastic. He gets his own, and then the half for just the movie. It's, it's an Arnold I mean, vehicle. It's, it's an Arnold action movie. It, it is, and don't get me. And like I said, I give it two and a half. But you know what? I I'll watch it. Oh yeah, and a lot of it. A lot of these movies are tied to nostalgia. They really are. Um, and this one is is right in that same vein. Like, if I'm going to pick this over some of the other Schwarzenegger movies, I'm picking some of the other ones first. Well, we both agree but, that as far as probably our favorite Arnold movie is Commando. You know. Yeah, Commando and then probably the Conan the movies. The Conan movies. And, and then, Predator's way up there, too. I mean, it's... Oh, yeah, but Predator's a different animal. I mean, Predator is a... We're going to talk about all the Schwarzenegger movies together on one Yeah, show. we'll have to do like a Schwarzenegger <laughs> special, but we're, we're still going to break down Predator is, individually, but... Uh, yeah, but Predator is just... It's almost a whole different... Predator, and I know this is... I'm going to say this, people are going, well, yes, stupid, obviously, but to me, Predator is like Aliens. Yeah. Or Alien. Alien. Whereas aliens in the subsequent aliens movies are a different animal than alien predator is a different animal than all of Schwarzenegger's other movies. In my it crosses opinion. genres. It's a cross yeah, genre. It's, type, it's, type it's not commando. It's not the running man. It's not Conan. It's no. none of those others. It's its own it is. creature for lack of a better term. It's a horror um, movie with action stuff to it just like aliens it's a yeah. horror movie with that you know it, it it's yeah. it's more along the lines of what sludge does this is one of probably one of those yeah. episodes we'll have to uh twist his arm and get him into the studio with us one day we might have to make a new friend for that one. no new friend he's old um, friend now <laughs> well well i meant i meant on the 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 recorded area oh yeah we'll have to introduce this, me but yeah to um so well, let's, let's go ahead and, and close things up for today. I'll go ahead and, because you brought Sludge up, I'm going to go ahead and give some thanks from the podcast to certain people. One of them, of course, being Sludge and SludgeCast. Give those guys a listen. You can check them out on Podbean. I'm sure they're on other podcasts. Yeah, they're, they're on out there as uh, well. Spotify, Apple, pretty much all the ones you find us on. Right. Give them a, a listen. They do a lot of uh, monster movies. Anything you've ever wanted to hear about Godzilla, Sludge is your oh, guy. Yeah. So 
check those guys out. We also want to give a quick shout out and thank you to the guys at the Ultimate Action Movie Club. Find them at ultimateactionmovieclub.com. Charlie does some writing for those guys occasionally, I believe. Uh, Like you said, he did a story. I did an article on Running Man. I've done one on Dead Heat. Um, I got to get off. How about Black Rain? I haven't done one on Black, Black Rain, Rain yet. yet. I got to see if someone's done that one. Okay. I don't know why you got this hookup on so, Black Rain, but I, I, I do need to get back on writing articles for them. They're more, they're more article-based than anything else, but a lot of great writers. Uh, definitely check those guys out. I also want to give a quick shout-out to our friend Pete over at Good Beer, Bad Movie. They, uh, they're exactly what they say they are. They watch... Bad movies, drink good beer, and talk about them. I think the last one they just said they watched was what, RoboCroc? He watched RoboCroc himself. He watched RoboCroc. Um, the, I'm trying to remember what the last movie was. <laughs> I've got to watch some of these. Yeah. Some of these real bad cheese balls. We've got to watch. We've, we've got some. You and I have talked off, offline. Yeah. We've got some ideas with these guys. So they did Turbo um, Kid last. But we, they, they did Turbo, Turbo Kid, Kid last. Okay. Um, I love their show. It it. So if you love that real classic cheese, that really, really bad stuff, check those guys yes. out. They do a great job. Um, also, we want to say thank you to Mountain Empire Comics in Johnson City and Bristol, Tennessee, two different locations. If you're in JC, say hello to Diane. If you're in Bristol, say hello to Rob. You can check them out on Facebook as well. Uh, those are longtime supporters of us and all things nerdy. Uh, hopefully. Pretty soon, we will get to go back to the con circuit and get to go back to RobCon, uh, sponsored by Mountain Yeah, Empire. one day. So hopefully that'll happen one of these days, One day days it'll too. come back, and we'll be able to get out there and meet people and do all that stuff. And, okay. I hope so. Yeah, we all do. Uh, and then, <laughs> and of course, again, we want to throw out a thanks again to Poster Smash. You guys did a great job with, with Delta Force. Not saying you have to do one for every episode, but I wouldn't be. Or if they haven't already done think, one, they have a pretty minute. good catalog. I think, I think they might have already done one for this. So I have to talk to you about later. No, I do know they did Running Man. They did um, Running cool, cool Running Man. Running Cool Man. Cool Running Man. Cool, cool Running, running man. man. That's run, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I didn't want so. to look it up. So they did the cool, the, it's the <laughs> cool runnings poster with Arnold superimposed in his jumpsuit. The bobsled, I yeah, think. the bobsled. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did do that one already. So that, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, but thanks to those guys out there. And then from us, we want to let you guys know to check us out on yep, Instagram. Yeah, Instagram up and going now. We want you to join us on the Facebook group and the Facebook page, yep. if you would. Give us a subscribe, give us a like, throw some, some reviews to this podcast. If you liked it, if you didn't like it, tell us what you didn't like about it, but check us out on, uh, I don't know where you found us, but you can check us out on Podbean. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple. If you go over to Apple iTunes, I believe the reviews there really kind of change a lot of the, uh, analytics that they use. They're one of the few that actually let you do reviews. Yeah, they that and Podbean also you can do follows and some review stuff yeah, on I don't that think, as well. Uh, Spotify but does. iTunes is no, but iTunes has always been real big about the more traffic you get there, the more it kind of pushes your yeah. podcast towards other people and stuff too. So we can get some more listeners, um, not just for us, but we want more listeners to 
be interactive with this entire group that we've we've been able to yeah, form we, over the we, last couple we years. We started so. the podcast after the group, so it's kind of symbiotic together. We want the conversation to continue on the group. So we have the page so that we can promote the podcast, but we have the group to just kind of bring everybody in into a community and we can talk. We're we're posting on there all the time. Um it's not always just funny memes. We do try to get some conversations started. Uh, we'll share articles. We'll share YouTube clips. It's a lot of fun. And a lot of the people we've talked about, Sludge is on there, Pete with Good Beer, Bad Movies on there, and they have their own subsequent yep. groups as well. So if you like their stuff, go give them some support. That That's the biggest thing we ask is people, the small creators like us, we're not huge shows. We're not the Joe Rogan experience. We need that interaction. We need people to to let us know what we need to do, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. We just need that interaction. It just it kind of it's fuel for the gas tank for us. It really is. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So let us know there. Interact with us. Let us know when you listen to the podcast, what you thought about it. And you can always send us an email at gmbmam pod at gmail.com. Again, that's G M B M A M pod at gmail.com. So Charlie, this one's running a little long today, about an hour and 15 into this one. Um, Oh yeah. I'm not too worried about that, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I know we got another one uh, scheduled here in a couple of weeks. We're going to do another one fairly quickly. And then we're going to get back onto our two week uh, release schedule. Right. Um, Right. So thanks for sticking with us and waiting for this one to come out after this one. Like you said, we've got a one coming out uh, pretty yep. quick. And then we've uh, we've already picked out actually quite a few schedules. We, we've got some in the pipe. Uh, Not that things couldn't get switched around to, if we change, but uh, we also, we don't, we, we don't we, record these really far ahead of time. We're No, I, 100% honest with you. We're recording this on a Friday night. It's coming yeah, out. Yeah, so... And that's the other reason we like the interaction. If you make a suggestion, <laughs> it may change something for the very next episode. Yeah, we're not answering anyone but ourselves. Yeah. Uh, but we do have another one scheduled up, and then we have a uh, St. Patrick's Day episode. Yep, we've we're talking about those. We have out. a April Fool's Day episode that I'm excited about. The Dan's not, but <laughs> Dude, I don't. Oh, can't believe you decided that one. The, the St. Patrick's Day episode, though, should be good because I'll definitely be having some dark malted beverages with that one. And uh, that that should be good, but I should probably And it's that not one Boondock Saints. It is not Boondock Saints. Everyone, too, too obvious. obvious. Too easy. I love it. Too easy. Not doing it this time. Great movie. Yeah. So uh, that's about it for me, man. I got nothing else. What do you I'm good. You I love running, man. I love these movies. I love doing this. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Again, uh, subscribe, follow, like, and tell someone else. If everyone that listens, based on our first episode, just tells one other person, you know, this is going to be pretty awesome. We really enjoy doing this. We really appreciate you guys listening. So for myself, Dan, and Charlie, we're going to see you guys next time. Charlie, you got anything? I'll be back. Only in a rerun, pal. (laughs) I knew you'd say that.